Hi, welcome to uh, Barmy Army podcast number 31. Tonight I'm joined by Shane and a couple of weeks later than advertised, we've got Jake with us as well. Evening chaps, you both okay? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good. Jake, you're especially happy because your other team won today as well, didn't they? Yes, that's true. Yeah, 2-1 win, can't complain. The mighty Minsk roll on. Um, <laughs> Tonight, we are going to be talking predominantly about the game on Sunday, a 4-2 win against West Ham. We all watched it in the um, watch-along. Um, I think it's fair to say probably a game of two halves. So let's start at the very beginning. Let's start about half past 11 in the morning. Um First of all, evening, Debs, John, Fiona, and Tash. Um, message for you from uh, Fiona Shane. Nice hoodie. It is. It's a lovely hoodie. I, I have that one. And uh, a message from Deborah as well tonight. She's going to be Barry. Hey. Hey. Right. So let's start at the very beginning, about half past 11. Team news dropped. Um, hand on heart, were either of you expecting that team? Shane? No. <laughs> I, think, I can't remind me I got wrong on lineup league, but I, I definitely wasn't near a full house on that one. No. Uh, Jake, were you expecting that starting 11? Um, no, no. I'm surprised to see Lotter in there. Um, happy to see Tobin, though. Tobin, you know, backing up the starts now, getting more and more game time. So, yeah, a little bit surprised, yeah. Yeah, so there was two changes from the game against Tottenham. Uh, Kristen Press dropped out, as did Hayley Ladd, which we'll talk about. And Lotta came in, and so did Ella Toon. So let's start with the biggest, the, probably the biggest shock of all of them was Lotta starting at left-back. Uh, I think it's fair to say and there's people out there in the social media world that will probably say Lotta hasn't been given a fair crack of the whip yet. Would you both agree? Would you agree with that or or not, Jake? Um, I would. Yeah, she's she's not played that much. I, I feel like you know Sunday's game was deserved for her. She she's gonna need game time this season if, if she's to prove herself. Shane, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I mean, you look at last season, she she did start the first game and I think, if I remember rightly, she got pulled off at half-time. Um, don't think she played against Arsenal. Um, and then she started Liverpool and then again got took off at half-time or early in the second half. So uh, it was a good while then after that that we saw her start a game again. I think it was Leicester in the Conti Cup that she next started. So... There's definitely not really been much of a chance for her to get any form of consistency. Um, and obviously to do that, you have to be starting regularly. You can't just be making sub-appearances with, you know, eight, nine, ten minutes to go. So on, on your point, Shane, uh, I've done my I've done some fact-finding and I know you love your stats and, and everything else. Lotta's has only actually started for four games in the WSL. She, like you said, she started against City, subbed, against City. She didn't start the Arsenal game. Uh, she then started the Liverpool game. I believe again, I think she was subbed again in during that game. And then... Half-time for Amy Turner, I think it was. Yeah. Then, like you said, 
We didn't see her again in, until the cup games, but then it, only in the league did we see her in the last game against Everton. And then we saw her on Sunday against West Ham. Now, league performances, Jake and I have discussed this. I think one of her best games for us, and it's, it's hard to say, she's only played four games, was Everton away last season. Yeah. I thought she was probably one of the best players on the pitch. She's only played 300 minutes, 303 minutes of league football for United. And yet there's people on the social media out there saying she's not good enough or, and all sorts of stuff. Um, she came in, obviously, because Alex left and she had massive shoes to fill. People are saying it in the comments. I'll put some of them up. The potential's there, I think. But like you said, Shane, we just need to see her have a, a run of games. You can't judge someone who's played a handful of games, I don't think. You agree? Mm-hmm. Um, evening, Torin. Um, Deborah says, Lotta still has a lot to do to convince me she can do the job for us full time. Um, John Fry agrees with you, Shane. She needs a good run. And evening, ref. Um, what will it, what's it going to take for it to get into the side, do you think, Shane? Um, I think going by what Casey says quite often, it, it, it's effort and application. Um, I mean, yes, she's got a left foot, so naturally you'll, you'll start her at left back and because that's a position, but if the effort's not there or the work rate or, you know, the performances aren't there when she does start or even when she's subbed on, then you naturally lower yourself down the pecking order. I, I think, she gave a good account of herself on Sunday. I wouldn't say it was anything like you know, world-beating or anything like that, but you know she did a job. There's there was lapses defensively. Uh, you know you could argue for both of the goals that she could have done better. Um, but again, it links back to the consistency. If someone's not played for a very long time or not playing regularly, then they're going to have that rustiness about them, and it's just whether that rustiness ends up costing you in a game or not. So. I mean, whether she'll start the next game, don't know. It's a cup game. Maybe she will, because it might be a good outlet for her to get another 90 minutes under her belt. Um, her starting again has probably come at the wrong time because it was right on the edge of an international break. So there's, you know, there's no more club games, at least, for her to, to do that in. So it's all about work on the training pitch between now and the next two weeks. One of the things that I saw on, on social media, and it's probably, uh, at the time, I probably didn't agree with it, but I've had time to think about it and I can understand the point of view, is has left-back become our problem position now? Because if Honor, who is injured currently, um, we don't have, a, a, people would say, decent cover at left-back. We've tried Leah against Tottenham. Personally, I didn't think it worked. I think Leah lost a lot of her natural game. We've had Martha Harris there, who last season, I think we'd all agree, did really well at left-back. Um, so has left-back, Jake, now become that kind of a problem position for us? I think it could have, you know. Um, it's it's a strange one, isn't it? Because, you know, we, we go on all the time about how our full-backs, you know, most of them can play either wing, so it's, it's a case of rotation most of the time. Um, I think Lotta is someone who can be our, our backup full-back, left-back, if you like, you know, behind Honor. 
because Honor in the few games that she has played there has done a great job. But looking at Lotta, I, I think she just needs a few more games because I saw on Sunday there was there was elements of the game that she was really she's confident in, you know, and, and for a girl of her stature, she was very physical. I think she did a great job, you know, phys, 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 on, <laughs> on the physical side, um, putting in loads of tackles and, you know, that sort of stuff. It's just, there are elements that you want to see that she, want, she needs to improve on, but then you look at the others, for example, Martha Harris, she, she's out injured. We hope she can come back because, as you say, last season, we did a good job for us and I, I quite like Martha myself. Um, Kirstie Smith, I think she's good at left-back, However, she's naturally a right back, so that's again, you know, she can play either side. But yeah, uh, we have plenty of options. It's just a case of how, if any of them are up to honour standard, if, if you like. Yeah, um, just going through some of the comments. Uh, now, I'll leave that to you and Shane Fiona if, if it's quite all right with both of you. Um, <laughs> John said towards the end of the game, she got tired and Leah had to drop back to left back. I think you both kind of said it. The fact that she's not played for for a while, she is going to drop off. Uh, her, her fitness is going to drop off during the game. Um, Katie's put in a comment. Uh, Jill Ellis put Tobin at left back once so we could create the insanity if United are desperate enough. Um, do you have only seen uh, Tobin Heath at left back? No. Rather keep for further up the field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, John then makes a, a very var a valid point. Uh, Lotta needs that game time to boost her confidence. I think a confident Lotta could do well for us. I think I, I've said it before. She came in with massive shoes to fill of Alex Greenwood, and the void she left. Um, she didn't have a pre-season with us. Um, that season because she came in that late could you say she's had a proper pre-season with us this year or is it just you know because of covid again you've got to we're going to give us some time to get get through it and hopefully we will see the best of her shane um yeah i mean no one can say that covid hasn't had an impact but at the same time everyone was kind of in the same boat with it you know we all went into into that you know, early postponement of the season or the pause, if we like, and then he obviously was curtailed, so then everyone knew where they stood. Um, so, you know, coming back for the mini pre-season, I suppose, as disjointed as it was with the team training in, you know, different bubbles to begin with. I think Casey was saying there was a two, three, four phase sort of um, return plan where they come in twos and then they can train in groups of six or something and then they can have full team training. And then on the back of that, we've played three or four friendlies. And even then, the friendlies, you know, you're never going to be 100% in those friendlies and you're never going to replicate what you'd do if it was a cup final, for example, because they're friendlies and they're not worth that risk, even though we all still want us to win the friendlies. But so, yeah, I mean, look, she... Not the injury, what she would have got as well, wouldn't have helped. I feel. Um, obviously, I think it was it the first or not. Sorry, not the first game, but the second or third game. She she had a knock, didn't she? So she ended up missing it when they came back off the first international break. So whatever progress she'd made up to that point in pre-season or at the start of the season was probably hindered because she took a knock. Um, and I get the feeling that she could be one of those players where 
little knocks are probably going to be common. Um, just because uh, I don't mean to sound disrespectful, but her build, she, she's not a, you know, she doesn't look like a strong player, and I'm sure she'll prove me wrong in future games when she puts someone on the floor. But she doesn't look like a strong player. She looks very much like, you know, an intricate passer on the wing, get up and down and put crosses into the box. Um, you know, if you've got an absence of a left winger or something like that, so it's very much still, I think, reserved judgment for now for me on Lotta. Yeah, uh, evening Namrata. Uh, Fiona said the backup options are not the, on the same level as Honor. Uh, John is just saying no, we don't want to have Tobin at left back. Uh, then Fiona's obviously gone. Jill Ellis trying to complete with Phil. Um, and then John says the next team next transfer might concentrate on defensive players and positions. I mentioned it before, Jake, and I know you and I have talked about it. Lotter at Everton away, the last game before the season was cancelled, cut off, whatever we call it. I thought her, we, I, I said to you, and I think you agreed, is that her, both her and Kirsty Smith on the day were probably our most consistent players. Um, and I know you like Lotter, and, and, and I know we all want her to come through and succeed. Let's talk about the other talking point which was Hayley Ladd not starting. That came more as a shock to me. What were you? What was your feeling on it, Jake? Um, yeah. Uh, now, it was It was sort of a surprise, but it's something that we've talked about for a while, you know, the whole thing against the, the lesser teams, no disrespect to West Ham, but against the teams that might be below us in the table, we don't need a defensive midfielder, if you like. So... I think that was the whole thing of Casey putting what we've discussed over the summer into action, if you like. I don't know if she watches these podcasts, but still, um, you know. It, she does more... subscribe to the channel. She was our first <laughs> subscriber. Oh, of course, brilliant. <laughs> um, no, um, so yeah, we didn't, in the game itself, did we need a defensive midfielder? Well, we got on fine without one, I think. But um, yeah, leaving you know a name like Hayley Lard with, with the form she's been in and the play she's been for us on the bench, it, it's quite a bold move. But look, we saw first game of the season when Jackie was left on the bench. Casey isn't afraid to make those decisions to leave a big name on the bench. Yeah, it, it's an interesting point because last season, and, and, and I'm glad Shane's on this, Last season, I think most of the time we could have predicted the team a week in advance. This season, it's a lot different. I don't think she's named the same starting eleven yet this season. Answers on a postcard if she has. I don't think. I don't think we have actually. No, I'm. I don't think we have. Um. So we've obviously got a bigger squad, so she can rotate. So no, we haven't. We haven't just checked. We haven't lined the side. Not the exact same identical eleven back to back. We haven't named. Okay. So this was one of the games, and I think you mentioned it, Jake. This is one of the games last season we, where fans were crying out that Casey doesn't need to start Katie and Haley together. Katie's more. I would say more attacking than defensive, and Haley's more defensive than attacking. So was this the game where she just said, Katie can get forward, her set pieces and everything else. That's what I need. And if I need to bring on Hayley, that's what I'll do. 
can you see this happening more and more this season, Shane? Yeah, in a, in a word, um, I think. I mean, I, I was surprised that Hayley was left out on on Sunday, um, probably for two reasons that probably wouldn't have been in Casey's mind. But the first one I had in my head was obviously Birmingham away when you know the triple sub at half time and she came on and shored things up in a game where technically we we didn't need a defensive midfielder or certainly not one of her ilk because we shouldn't have had to have been that tidy um so i I kind of put this game being as we were away from home in in the same bracket and, and then also because of what happened at west ham away last season as much as it pains me to talk about it but you know it's it's relevant um, so I, I think Hayley, you kind of feel a bit safer when you see a name on the sheet because there's just that extra layer of defence, I suppose, in front of the back line. Um, that we, we, against teams like West Ham, we don't need to hold in at all. Um, and I guess at times our season, it probably felt like that's what we were doing with Katie and Hayley. And it probably restricted both of them. You know, it probably stopped Casey going forward as much uh, where she can be more effective. And at the same time, Hayley probably felt that she might go further forward because Katie was back uh, and Hayley was better when she just sits, uh, you know, just cut out the attack, spread the ball about and, and get the attack flow and be that link between the defence and midfield. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of comments just uh, just coming in. Uh, John says Katie's done very well her first with the first touch. On Sunday, she had a strong first half. Uh, Fiona makes the point that you both made. We shouldn't need a DM against Leicester teams, but look what happened at Birmingham. Uh, John agrees. You can see it happening more and more often. Um, Nat says, Hayley playing for, for Wales probably thought Zally would get a rest. Um, John then goes, Jackie plays a bit deeper when Katie on the pitch compared to when Hayley's on the pitch. Um Deborah Edding rooms are good bits about West Ham last year, Shane. Um, IG. Nat says, says, but when Hayley came on, didn't see as much when you've seen Hayley in opposite half. And Namrata says, can't play lad every match, need to give Katie games as a DM. Someone mentioned it in the watch on and for the life of me, I've tried to find it when I've when um, I've tried to find it on the re on the record I did of it. Someone said we actually looked like the championship team. We were just going forward. Could you see that similarity, Jake? We were just attacking and attacking and attacking in the first half. Yeah, I mean, you can see that from right from the start. I mean, we had like three shots within the first two or three minutes, didn't we? And it just sort of carried on. We were very attacking in that first half. We, we didn't let West Ham come into... Well, you know, first, first 15 minutes, I can't remember West Ham having... Any sustained possession in our half, and it just showed that we had loads of intent going forward, um, and obviously that paid off with, with you know with, with us scoring the opener. Um, yeah, we conceded, and yeah, that was you know the one blip in the whole half because I think that was a very solid forty-five minutes for us. You know, we were just playing to our strengths, and at the moment our strengths are in attack. You look at our attacking players. You know, the players who were on the pitch at that time. You had Tobin Heath. You had. Alessia Russo absolutely going at the West Ham defence and they were struggling. They really were because we were putting pushing them back and, as I say, playing to our strengths. One of the things that uh, I did read on social media was that, in, in a lot of people's opinion, Casey changed her formation, the way she lined up. Um, it went from her 
four in the back, two holders. Jackie is a free, and then your front three. She went to a flat four three three. Did you see it that way, Shane? Um, yes, in a way. Um, in some respects, I'd probably go with the random one where it's like four one two three or something like that, because the two of Jackie and Tooney were probably further forward than just sitting in the middle as a flat three. I think it, it was almost like a diamond without the middle, I suppose, in a way. Um, but yeah, it, it worked and, and it showed in the first 10, 15 minutes because West Ham could barely get out of their own half. That ball was getting to halfway and somebody, be it Jackie, be it Ella, be it Hayley, was just cutting out of the pass or taking it off the player. And the transition was quick as well, which at times we haven't seen a lot, you know, it's been a lot of slow build-up where we look like we're trying to walk the ball in the net. They look afraid to take a shot. Not on Sunday in that first half. We got it out to the wings or we got it through the middle. They got anywhere near the box. They were hitting it. Some of the shooting left a bit to be desired, but, you know, the the, the intent was there, which was good. And had, had any of those shots been on target, they'd have gone in and we'd have found ourselves 3-0 up very early doors. Yeah. Um, Deborah mentions in the comments Jackie's had an impact defensively too on this season. I would agree. We'll talk about Jackie a little bit later. Let's talk about actual specifics of the game. Twentieth um, minute, Alessio Russo scores an assist from Leah. I think. Yeah. It was. A, it was. A, you know, Alessio Russo. She's. I know at the Tottenham game we probably didn't see the best of her because uh, she was out on the right wing because Kristen was playing through the middle. But when she's through the middle, she looks a, a player and a half. Jake, I know you've have you been impressed with her. Yeah, I have, yeah. Um, I think obviously it's taken a few games for her to sort of hit form because, you know, we're playing to score goals, but they can also have a bad game at the same time. It will look good on them because they scored a goal. But I think we got the full package with Alessia on Sunday. You know, she, she scored both the goals. She played well. She was... But she was chasing down every ball, a bit like what I said Jess has done. I know she's not played this season, but Alessia is that striker that you want to to push, to, to put the defenders under real pressure, to make them you know slip up if you can. And she was doing that on Sunday. She was really giving them a hard time and, and fully deserves the goals that she scored. Yeah, just going to put some comments up. Nat says, uh, we go three up, three nil up, they don't score. John says, my partner watched the girls for the first time ever last weekend. She was impressed with United, but thought we wasted chances early on. Yeah. Uh, still on with about Jackie. Jackie looked stronger this season. Last year, I remember the ball used to knock her out. Yeah, okay. Uh, the first half, we were more relentless, not letting West Ham rest. Um, good point, Nat. Jackie's stronger in challenges. Yeah, I, I think she has. Um Jackie, yeah, Jackie hasn't been brushed off the ball so easily. Um, assist from Katie and Tobin to get the ball over to Leah. Yeah. And then we've got baby things from Nat and Taz. <laughs> um, let's give a little talk about Leah because I think we'd all both, I think with all three of us would agree, we didn't see the best of her against Tottenham because she was playing way out of position. And people in social and the social media world are saying Leah's not being one of our best players this season. And, and you know, the stats probably don't lie. And I haven't got any stats on that. Um, 
But she comes into this West Ham game and she gets two assists. And the second goal, Alyssi's second goal, it was a peach of a cross. It was a, it was a beautiful move, actually. The, I think, I can't remember, the, Jackie got the ball and she passed it out wide to Leah, I think. Um, was that the game? I know, you know, obviously we're coming to an international break now. Was that the game where you could, you know, you could see a bit glimpses of the old Leah Jake? Yeah, I think it is. And, and people, I'd just like to say, people have been harsh on Leah this season because I think they're comparing her too much to, to her peak last season. And she was she was on another planet last season. I think we all admit that. And has her standards dropped a little bit? Yes. But has it dropped to below what we expect? No. I think she's still playing well. Um, and as you say, on Sunday, she really sort of redeemed herself in some people's eyes, I hope. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I'm a big fan of Leah. And I could say that about all the players. But I think she's, you know, strong. She's pacey as well. Um, and, yeah, on Sunday, she just, as I say, she just did really well. And that move that you described, that's that's probably the best goal we scored this season, I'd go as far as saying, because it was really quick. In the blink of an eye, it's from one end of the pitch to the back of the net. And, um, yeah, we were just too quick for West Ham on that occasion. Yeah, again, someone said it in the watch-along, and I, I can't remember who said it. They said Leah didn't have time to think about that cross. She just, it went naturally. Um, some more comments, one from Namrata. Russo's going to take over from Ellen White for the Lionesses. Um, hopefully, maybe. John says it was Leah's best game of the season. And Fiona, Leah, Leah has some performance as well as last season, but there were definitely moments. Let's talk about the second goal because um, when it went in, uh, my speaker on my laptop started to blink a bit out a bit because it was a bit of a roar. Tobin Heath scored her first goal for, for the club um, with an assist from Alicia Russo. Shane, how impressed have you been with the bits we've seen of Tobin Heath this season? Or Turbine or Toby or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, I'd, I'd never be one to claim that I'm, I'm the expert on American footballers, but you know what I had seen of her was mainly through the World Cup. So a lot of what you know about them is through the odd game here and there and what the people tell you almost. So... It, in a way it's a bit refreshing just to come in and, and see someone f from the start I suppose um, it was obviously clear that both her and Kristen weren't fully up to speed which is more than understandable um, but she, she seems to have really took it in a stride she, she's obviously not phased by it I mean in a way why would she be Um uh, and yeah, I think she, she brings a new level of directness to our play. She knows she'll run at them. She, she doesn't make it obvious what she's going to do. She looks like she's got defenders scared already. Uh, I mean, you look at look at the first goal we scored. She's actually stood on the side of the area with four West Ham players in front of her. And she just stood there and not one of them wanted to go to her to set the ball off her uh, you know she, she just stood there for about 15 seconds with the ball and waited for everyone to get in position and thought right I'll pass it to you now and we get a goal out of it um, so yeah I, I've been impressed I'm, I'm excited to see what else is to come from her because by her own words she, you know she's going to use this international break now to tune up a bit more so even, even she's admitting herself that she's not 100% 
what she can be at the moment and you know it, let's hope it, it comes in time for these next few games that are coming up because we've got some big games coming up next month yeah uh comments again Deborah says it was a beautiful strike from Tobin made me very happy um Namrata this is about Leah I presume last year she was one of the best players on the pitch every match this year more quality of blue players around her so she sometimes looks worse than she is. John, very sim- simply, it was the goal of the game. Uh, Ella, uh, Torin says, sorry, the goal was great and her celebration. Fiona makes the same point you do. Tobin is at 100%, uh, Shane. Tobin is at 100% yet. Uh, ref, that celebration from Tobin. Um, Fiona, the WSL isn't ready for Tobin at 100%. Uh, John makes the point uh, Tobin about 85 and Preston about 65% fit um, and then Ref says if Tobin is 100% if he's 100% God help the league when she is can so with Tobin in that team presumably she's going to start on the right we think because if Leah hits form back she's not really going to move Leah out is she can someone like Kirsty Hansen learn from a Tobin Heath, Jake? I like to think so. And um, of course, we don't know whether the Americans will be staying with us beyond this season. I mean, we, we hope they are, but let, let, let's go with the scenario that they do leave us at, in, in, um, in the summer. So you have this, obviously, you have Kirsty watching Tobin as a winger, trying to model her game around hers, which is all good. But at the same time, I, I don't want Kirsty to be you know, left out the team. I want to see, obviously, games where Kirsty's playing as well, because even though, you know, you compare them, do you want Tobin or Kirsty and you start at 11? You're going to pick Tobin every day of the week, but Kirsty is one that we're going to keep beyond this season, I think. She's going to be a key player for us in the future, as she has been last season. And I just don't want her to fall into the shadow, if you know what I mean. But, yeah, yeah. she's. I think she even posted herself on social media saying she'll, she'll learn a lot from Tobin. Uh, she, and she she will uh, improve herself as a player. So it's good to see that she's having that great attitude towards it, and she's obviously trying to compete for a place in the team. Um, but at the same time, you have to think, you know, she's got to have the game time to to put all the the put everything she's learning into practice. Yeah, no, I agree. I like Kirsty Hansen. I like her down. I think she's she's physical. She's quick. And she's what I like in a in a winger. Sometimes it's what I like in a winger. Um. So just before we scored our third goal, West Ham scored their first. There was a lot of there was a lot of criticism on social media about the way we conceded that goal. It came from the left. It came from Lotta's side. Can you? blame Lotta for that goal or was it just a you know a mistakes you know was it, or was it just simply it's just a mistake that's it we move we, we quickly move on Shane um a bit of both in a way I mean a mistake's a mistake uh, and it, it's happened now so you have to move on from it you can't dwell on it you just have to make sure you do better next time um I, I think I mean, look, I've, I've never been a defender, so I can't put myself in a defender's shoes. But from watching back various replays, I think there was her and Katie 
were both there on the edge of the area um, and there was a West Ham player free, almost ready to go towards the corner flag um, past, the, past the player with the ball. So I, I can only imagine that maybe Lotta had one eye on that player and thinking she might need to go and chase after her and leave Katie to deal with the person with the ball and block the cross maybe. And Katie probably thought, well, you're the left back, you deal with the cross and I'll, and I'll stay here to block a pass. So maybe it's a lack of communication. Someone should speak up in that scenario and just tell them, tell the other player where you want them to be so that you can go and do what you think you need to do. And ultimately, you know, whatever confusion was there has cost us in that aspect by the cross has gone into the box and someone's managed to get a free header from it. I don't think we could pin the entirety of that goal on the fact the cross wasn't defended as well as it should have been. It's certainly a contributing factor, but it's not the be-all and end-all of that goal because who was tracking the runner into the box for the header? (laughs) No no one or or Amy was late getting back to it, at least. I think she tried to get in the way of it, but, you know, a second too late, you know, he's still a second late, isn't it? I, I don't think there's much Mary could have done about it. In fairness, I thought she dived well for it, you know, trying to save it, but it, that's just one of those. So we go in at half time, 3 1. I actually think, personally, I think that scoreline flattered West Ham. It should have been, a, I think it should have been 4 5 at half time, comfortably. Second half starts. Is this, the, and for me, this was a game of. I thought it was the different team that came out because when we started that second half, I don't think we looked the same The same team. I think, you know, I think probably someone probably thought, well, we're 3-1 up, the game's done. Is that a dangerous... Is that dangerous for them, that mentality, to have that kind of mentality, Jake, to come absolutely. back out? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can never assume a game is done in this league. And, you know, West Ham are one of those teams that you think on paper, yeah, 3-1 up, you'll win. But you can't ever think that. And they showed with their goal that they, they still had a bit of attacking intent in them. Uh, but I think the second half is just a real a, a different game plan for us in terms of instead of let, let's go and let's attack them, let's not give them a second. It was more let's sit back, let's conserve energy, which was a, a strange one because I say just slowed down a lot for both teams and West Ham didn't really want to attack. We were just happy to sit back and hold possession. It was it, yeah, it was a bit of a strange one. Uh, second half, you know, you can say job's done, but we get to a point later on when the job wasn't done and all of a sudden the game was sort of in the balance again. So it's something you always have to be careful of and in, in a way it's some, you just have to outscore them sometimes. Yeah, just going on to a, a few of the comments. Um John said all of our wingers can learn from Tobin. Uh, Deborah said we had numerous chances to stop both goals. Yeah. Uh, John says mainly maybe lack of playtime for Lotto. I that's where my head was. But um, Deborah then goes, we invited them to pressure the second half. Yeah. And people are saying, yeah, we seem to drop ten yards defensively second half. Uh, Fiona, the start of the second half looked like we wanted to see the game out rather than going for more goals. We are obviously not scoring as many goals as Arsenal are. Or, sorry, sorry shall I say Vivian Miedemar is. I think it's just her, her right now. Um, is that is that worrying, Shane, that we're not scoring 
bagfuls or is it that we're still coming together as a team and it'll it'll happen happen eventually? Yeah, I mean, there's there's still elements that are gelling together. I mean, you you know, Tobin and Christian as well uh, are a major factor in that because, you know, I think a lot of people are going to be looking at them to be a main outlet for goals. Um, as, As people have touched on, Leah, you know, not hitting the heights she did last season um, by her standards at least you know could there be more assists there you know more chances for goals out of that uh, at this stage I'm not too worried that we haven't absolutely you know been winning every game 8-0 um, because that, that's probably not our style you know at the end of the day we've won the games that we've won and we drew that one game against Chelsea so you know no losses yet Preferably not at all this season, if I have my way. But you know, it's it's still positive. You know, we're still getting the job done, and we're still taking points from these games. I'd have liked to see more goals against Tottenham. I'd have liked to see more goals against West Ham, particularly how we started the first half. Yeah. Um, and I think we would have done had we come out in the second half with that same sort of attacking mindset and not just come and try to see a three-one out. You know where we essentially made it shaky for ourselves towards the end. So, look, I mean, ask me again in January uh, and then I'll, I'll want to start seeing goals because I think by then everyone's going to be up to speed, if not sooner than that. So, you know, there'll be teams around us where we certainly should be scoring four, five, six goals against with ease, I think. Yeah, Deborah says, start of the second half as we as we were conserving energy for a, con- for a congested strip list. Made no sense. And John says, this is why we need to be ruthless for 90 minutes, not just 45. Um, and it depends if end of season might come down to goal difference. Yeah, it might well do. It might be the thing that gets us into third or keep us in fourth. Who knows? Um, I suppose for me, the biggest talking point, and I make no bones about it, is... West Ham's second goal. Uh, at the time, we were all in the watch-along. I think we all agreed, and I said it, and I know you said it as well, Shane, that Lotta, she, she, she was, you know, she didn't do as well as she could have done. But should Mary have been beaten from there? Jake? No. Um... Look, I hate to criticise the players. I hate to criticise when we've won a game. Um, but, yeah, Mary, it's, it's almost as if she wasn't expecting it, which is quite a stupid thing to say, really. But she just, the Saints just reacted too late. Didn't, I don't know if she even touched it. She didn't get much on it if she did. Uh, just sort of looped, looped over her. And it's, you think, as a goalkeeper, especially Mary, she's, she's quite, you know, big in stature. She's a tall goalkeeper. Um, she should have got something on it. She should be able to turn it away. Uh, look, it's, I'm not going to blame it all on Mary. Of course, Lotta was beat, well and truly beaten, turned inside and outside uh, by the, the, the West Ham player. Um, it was, look, both of them are at fault for that one. And I hate to say that, I hate to point out that the, the, the faults in their games, because look, every player makes mistakes for goals when, when they concede. But yeah, um, that, that does annoy me, that second goal. It's one that we really shouldn't have conceded. Whereas the first one, I can understand it was a good cross. A great header by Van Egmond's second goal was just... <laughs> it was so avoidable. 
Yeah, just before I go to you on the same point, Shane, the comments very simply, no from Deborah, no from Torin. Uh, Fiona says, Mary should have done better crosses were her weakness last season. Uh, John, no, but I've watched some games recently and a lot of keepers are getting beaten by goals like that. You, I think you said it, Shane, and I was probably saying it at the same time as you. That goal that we conceded the second goal, it looked, it, to me, it was very similar to the goal against Everton. At the time, we were all, at, the three of us were at Wim, uh, Everton. I was going to say Wimbledon then for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> um, we were all at Everton and it was a, it was a very windy day. We all said that, and someone said maybe the wind got the ball and it looped over her head. She's been beaten twice now from roughly the same area by the same kind of thing. Is it a weakness? Because people are saying it in the comments that it's it's a weakness of hers. Shane? Maybe it is. Um, I mean, like, I'm one of the ones who gave Mary the benefit of the doubt with the Everton goal, what? You know, it said we were there. We, we seen how windy it was. I genuinely think the wind caught that to enough extent that she, you know, she, she made a misjudgment enough that it's gone in. With, with the one this Sunday, I, I can't look past that. There's no could have about. You know, could, could she have tipped it over? Could she have done this? Was she unsighted? Maybe she wasn't unsighted. She could see it clearly. It should have gone over the bar. It should have just been tipped with, with ease. You know, I don't even think there would have been any need to dive. You've, you, I'm, I'm not a keeper. I'm not tall enough to be a keeper. I wouldn't probably reach it, so I'm not really one to talk. But I, I, I do think, even after I've watched it back and back again to make sure I'm not missing something, I just can't see how it hasn't been tipped over the crossbar and just go, yeah, you can have a corner and we'll clear it. it, it it shouldn't have been a goal at all. It was a fluke cross as it was, but you can see it clearly enough, you know, you're on your line. So you're not out of position either. It's just, maybe she dived early. Maybe she went with the wrong hand. I, I really can't pick it, but it should have gone over the bar. Uh, John has said in the comments, not many keepers at all and, and struggle to get them crosses. Uh, Fiona says more than just Everton Gale goal last season. Uh, Deborah then puts in, look at Shiverway at Spurs, ball overhead. Katie against Sheffield United away, Katie against Spurs in Championship season. It's a weakness for some of the female keepers. It was a weird one because at the time we all said Mary should have done better. And I don't think you know any of us are exonerating Mary. She, I agree with you, Shane. I would have gone with the other hand personally to try and push it over the bar. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say Lotta didn't, you know, Lotta wasn't strong enough in the challenge. Um, and then the, we make, so, so after the goal, we make some changes. Katie Zeller went, believe goes off and Lucy Staniforth comes on, which made someone very happy. I don't know who that could be. Um, <laughs> And the way she, I mean, at the time, Jake, you were just saying, look at the way she's patrolling that grass. You were rain, you were, you were going, you were, she was brilliant. Everything she was doing, the touches, everything. We will get on to Lucy Stan because she play, obviously plays a very important part in our fourth goal. Um, but besides the two goals that West Ham scored against us, 
did you think they were causing us many problems, Jake? No, they weren't. And then the, the one thing we did do throughout the game is definitely just sort of closing down in the sense that we gave, we gave very little space coming into our half and the final third. So even though we did sort of take the foot off the pedal, if you like, in the second half, we, we still gave them very little chance to come ahead and attack us. And you look at, you know, recent games, for example, Spurs, um, you know, Liverpool, I hate to bring it up, um, even Birmingham, we've given those teams chances to attack us. And, and in some cases, they've taken it. Uh, this time, West Ham scored twice, absolutely. But apart from that, I can't really remember another shot that they had that the trouble Murray. Maybe one, I think. I think Murray had to make one save apart from the other, the two that she conceded. So, yeah, in terms of them going forward, we, we closed them down every time, didn't give them space. So, even though we conceded two, I think it's quite harsh on us. I think we're quite good in defence. Yeah, Deborah says in the comments, uh, Lucy wore her short shirt amazingly well player of the match. <laughs> it's tough to argue with those kind of things, isn't it, Jake? Absolutely, uh, yeah. Just um, just wears it very well. She let's say she she runs back and forth. She just everything she does is, is amazing. Um, I suppose. So let's talk about the the the, the fourth goal. Um, Alicia Russo goes off. Kristen Press comes on. I mean, it, it's a heck of a substitution to make, isn't it? You take off Alicia Russo. You bring on Kristen Press, who I think by um, her own by what Casey said and by what Tobin has said, um, that, that she's not match fit yet. Um, when you can make that kind of substitution, do you actually think it goes into the opposition's heads going, uh-oh, we've just got rid of that player who's been giving us a mare all day and now we've got this player who's going to do exactly the same? Shane? Yeah. All day long. I mean, they're lucky in a sense that she's not 100% match fit yet because you imagine the reaction if she was. Uh, even then you're questioning, well, hang on, she, she's 100% fit and you're leaving her on the bench. What's going on? But you bring someone like that on, the opposition are already thinking about it like, as if to go, oh, here we go, you know. What, what are we in for here? Because players like that can always make an impact, whether they start the game or whether they come on for five minutes at the end. You know, they're always capable of impacting the game positively for their team. Yeah, there's a point that John Fry's made, um, and um, it's the only problem I thought was the ball over the top over Millie, Millie's head was a slight problem, but we coped okay with that. Could you? Do you see that as an issue? Jake, ball over the top, was it causing us a bit of issues? Um, it, it does sometimes, but that's the thing. When that happens, you know, it's very rare that, you know, striker runs onto that and finishes, which is obviously the plan for the, for, for the attacking team. Because the, the one thing I will say, the one positive thing I will say about our centre-back pairing, which has had criticism this season, you know, Millie and Abby, you know, when one of them messes up, the other one does their best to come back and cover. So let's say it goes over Millie's head. Abby's there to try and tidy up. It goes over Abby's head. Millie's there to put a tackle in. There's, you know, they, they do have good communication. You can see that. So I think, I think it's, it, it's, it, the ball over the top, ball over the head, isn't our biggest um, fear when it comes to defending. Yeah, just going through some of the comments. Uh, John Fry says it was a dodgy, dodgy substitution. <laughs> um, Fiona 
defender seeing Christian coming on would be terrified. Yeah. Uh, John, it's frightening to see her coming on. And Debs says, Naka defenders have to deal with her even at 60% would be demoralising. Right, Jake. We're just done. We've got about 10 minutes left. Do you want to talk about the fourth goal? Do you want to just go for it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, well plenty of the match. Lucy Stadifor sets. <laughs> she sets up. Um, and I actually say, uh, if you look back at the uh, the watch on record, you actually say, you know, watch this. It's going to be good because all jokes aside, you know, we all know that I love Lucy. But her, her main strength on the pitch is her free kicks. She can deliver a mean free kick in. And that's exactly what she did. It was straight off the training ground, a fantastic delivery to the far post, and who was there? Only Kristen Press, and she does not miss from there. Fantastic connection into the top corner. It was amazing. Uh, just a fantastic move straight off the training ground. Yeah. Um, well, there's going to be a bit of an argument, so <laughs> set, set yourself in. Um, I'm sorry, Jake. Ref said it was no, an over. No, 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 no. All right, let, let, let me try, let me disprove the ref there. Right, okay. You say over hit free kick. She tried the exact same thing a few minutes later when we got another free kick. It didn't come off that time, but she put the ball in the exact same place a few minutes later, hoping someone to get a connection. So it was clearly something she's worked on. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just saying next to like her. I think no. she intends to do it both times. I would, I would have. I'm sorry, ref, but I'm going to have to agree with Jake on this one, um, because I, I think ref's still thinking about the free kick against Tottenham. <laughs> probably. Um, I think it was something like you said, Jake. They planned it on the on the training pitch, and it it, it was a beautiful free kick. You've obviously watched Lucy quite a bit, Jake, and you you actually you you're not joking. Actually, in the watch along. When it's a free kick, obviously there was a bit of time delay and this, that, and the other because we're all watching it through different devices and and streams and and whatever else. You said a good forty seconds. If it's a free kick in that area, I want Lucy standing forth on it. I want Lucy to take it. Obviously, by that point, um, Katie Zell had gone off, um, and I I I was saying, yeah, okay, let's see what she can do. And it was a beautiful free kick. Shane, what were your thoughts on the goal? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was a good finish. I'm not, I'm not sure if if the keeper got a hand to it on its way because Kristen seemed to connect with it almost off the inside of her heel, um, looking back at it rather than inside of her foot. But I can't decide yet whether the keeper's got a slight touch on it uh, and that's what took it onto the post or, or if that's just how it looked coming off a foot. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it was, a, it was a good goal to score and it was a, a good to score that goal at the time it came, considering obviously we'd just been pegged back to 3-2 and, you know, all sorts of flashbacks are going on in my head from, from last year. So to then go up the other end and put it right, oh, yeah, I was very pleased with that. And I think at that point, not many would have, would have given West Ham a chance of, of getting back into it from there, really. I think that was almost that was game over. Yeah, a um, few comments to go through. Deborah says, I Love Lucy was a TV show. Probably a bit before your time, Jake. Um, John says he's starting now on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, John says he's a very. It was a very skillful goal. Um, Fiona, let's not talk about one of her other free kicks. We all know which one that is. Um, 
Then Astrid says, I think press save that free kick. Contra, maybe. Okay. Fiona, think her other free kick was a rugby conversion. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, Jake, there's going to be a lot to talk about on the social this Sunday. Um, this is the one, Jake. I'm still not convinced Lucy didn't get just lucky. Uh, ref then backs up Fiona. This one, has, that one hasn't landed yet. And then Debs again. Russo's free kicks haven't been great either. Maybe she and Lucy need lessons from Katie. I mean, I disagree with all... I think it was a brilliant free kick. I think it was going to the far post. I think if you watch it again, I agree with you, Jake. Um, I think it was meant to go to where it went because she tried it, like you said, Jake, the first time it made a goal and the second time it just missed. Um, do you... And we've now got a... I mean, we've not even talked about Jackie in this game. Jackie's form this season... I think, well, you know what? We've got a couple of minutes. Jackie's form this season, for me, player of the year so far. There's no one to touch her. I know I'm going to get a load of people in here saying Kristen and Tobin and Alicia Russo, but honestly, you can't really look past Jackie. From the minute she came on against Chelsea, she's been running running the games. Jake, yeah, would you agree? Kind yeah. of. Yeah, look, I've I've given Jackie player of the match after nearly well, well, I think possibly every game this season. She has been something else. Like I sound like the biggest Jackie fanboy right now, but she is. Our best player this season, without a doubt, as you say. She's something else. Um, people focus too much on the fact that she doesn't score goals and she doesn't do that much going forward. Look at the way she plays in defence. She can have three players around her. She turns, swivels away, passes the ball out, as cool as you like. I put something on Twitter the other day. Towards the end of that game, she played a full 90 minutes. Um, I think it was Joel had the ball for West Ham on the left wing. She came sprinting across the pitch take that ball off her and get it away. It was just the determination, it's the passion. Jackie is another player this season. She's on the, a new level. It's just, you know, it's amazing to see. And I, I admit, I doubted Jackie last season. I really did. But this season, she's not just won me over. She's now probably up there in my top three favourite players in this squad. Wow. I mean, that's definitely high praise. Before I come on, on to back to you, Shay, uh, Lieber says... Tobin or Christian should take free kicks. Um, I think the one thing is we haven't got is that shortage of players to take free kicks. Um, Debs agrees. Jackie, player of the season so far. Um, John Fry agrees. Um, ref saying after what we saw last night, the girls need to take lessons from Alex Tellez. It was one game, Ian. One game. Let's not, <laughs> let's not get carried away. But there were great, there were great crosses. I won't deny that. Um, Jackie, player of the season so far, no doubt. Jackie, uh, Fiona makes your point, Jake. Player level of another season. Uh, she gets a ball from Haley and bang on the sack, yeah. And I'll just put that up very quickly because uh, Riso <laughs> left uh, Jimmy Flatty on her bottom. Um, <laughs> Shane, my question for you about Jackie is because we've brought in players of Tobin and Kristen's um, caliber, and we brought in Alicia Russo. Do you think she's probably? Do you think the pressure's now off, Jackie? She's now actually. I'm not the player in the limelight. There's all these other players that are who have come in 
and I can now just go and concentrate and play my game. Yeah, I, I, very much so. I think last season, Jackie obviously arrived to a lot of hype. There was a lot of fanfare around the signing. Um, therefore, there was very high expectations. You know, we were, we were being told, you know, World Cup semi-finalists, she scored the goal that sent her country to the final. We're all gassed. <laughs> yeah, we're all excited. We, we all expect really big things. And, you know, there, there was glimpses there. Um, and then there was other times where it, it was underwhelming uh, and we're going, is this really the player we thought we got? This season, no question that that she's now becoming the player we expected her to be, I think. And I can't look past the fact that, you know, signing Kristen, signing Tobin, all the fanfare, all the focus is on them currently, you know, what are they going to do? Are they going to start? Are they going to play? Are they going to score? Well, you know, all of that that surrounds it. And everyone just sorts of gone, you know, Jackie's just gone over there and she, she'll just go about her business how she does it now. But I think she's been brilliant, you know, bar one game where no one played good. So, you know, I wouldn't single her out for that one game. But all the other games, as Jake said, I think she's been most people's player of the match. Um, again, on Sunday, she, she, I thought she was brilliant. I, I gave player of the match to Lessie purely because of the goals and, you know, a bit of a striker's union with that. But Jackie was up there. I think her defensive play has improved a lot. She, she's not afraid to just go back, go to the edge of her own box and collect the ball. Sometimes we bypass Hayley Ladd with that. Jackie just goes and takes it and, you know, give it here, shifts it out to the wing, gets it going forward. She, she's been very good with the transitions uh, and she looks a lot more free on the pitch as well. I, I don't think she's restricted to just one little patch of grass anymore. I think she's been told, look, you go where you need to go to be effective in this game and to make a difference. Yeah, um, there's a couple of comments coming. Uh, Deb says, question... If the season would have run as expected last year, would we have seen this Jackie or not? Or shall I discuss that next week at six forty-five? Uh, next weekend, next week at six forty-five, Debs is fine with me. Um, oh, good question. Ref can do that next week with Debs. Uh, John says, "Think Jackie's playing with more freedom this season." I think she is. I think she's just been allowed to just run around and do what she's doing. Um, we're we're going to start to wrap it up. We're obviously now in in an international break, and sorry, Jake, I'm going to upset you. Even though I've been sticking up for you tonight, I hate international breaks. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Um, and I hate this one more than anything else because it's an international break, and then we've got last season's FA Cup final to be played. Don't care. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Um, actually, before we go, Jake, where do you stand on that? on last season's FA Cup being played in the new season? Well, I mean, I think you've got the qualifying rounds of this season's FA Cup going on at the moment for, for all the, the lower league teams. So it, it's stupid. It really is. Like, I don't know why I didn't just do it over the summer like the men did or not at all, just null and void. But, you know, that's, that's not our decision, is it? But, you no. know, I'm, I'm sick of it. I won't ask Shane because it's before the watershed. And... Um... <laughs> There'll probably be a few too many expletives coming out. Podcast uh, after dark. <laughs> that's what we'll do. Uh, Deb says, <laughs> "Do international." Too many breaks in my eyes. 
hate how internationals come momentum stupid idea um yeah i i agree um i agree hate it all the, the fa cup should have been done with last season anyway we we've about done to, gone to time so i'm going to thank you both both shane and jake for coming on um next week as deborah said in the comments we're going to be on slightly earlier at quarter to seven uh because united men play and i want she wants to watch that with me um so uh thanks for watching hopefully see some of you next week take care bye see ya